الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباد الذين اصطفى اما اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يعظم شعائر الله فانها من تقوى القلوب واذا قال الله سبحانه وتعالى والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبلنا وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سياتي على الناس زمان لا يبقى من الاسلام الا اسمه ولا من القران الا رسمه او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام صدق الله العظيم وصدق على رسوله الكريم respected elders and brothers may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make whatsoever is being mentioned is means of our hidayat and the hidayat of entire mankind at large respected elders how this happens is upon our attitude our impression our seriousness towards the commands of Allah and his rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam will be how this will affect us how serious we are to our deen will be how it will affect us in getting closer to Allah or staying at a distance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to understand it you will look into the seerah of the sahaba radhiyallahu anhu ajma'in how they took deen how they respected deen how they valued deen and its effects upon them few incidents in this regard when sayyidina umar radhiyallahu anhu brought iman He met Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the house of Arqam radhiyallahu anhu he brought iman upon bringing iman look at his spirit look at his thinking look at how he is viewing everything ya rasulullah are we not on the haq yes so if that's the case what is the problem Why don't we go into the haram? And we make our salah. This is the house of Allah, let's go there. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam agreed. Till then basically the Muslims are performing salah. You know as you can say hiding. So Rasulullah sallam agreed. Rasulullah sallam is walking to his right is Hazrat Hamza or Umar one on side one side Hazrat Hamza radhiyallahu anhu the other side Hazrat Umar radhiyallahu anhu and there were about 40 of them collectively go and make salah look at the spirit of Hazrat Umar radhiyallahu anhu thereafter Umar radhiyallahu anhu is proud of Islam he is the, it is it has no i am on the haq i am on the truth i want to live my islam without any fear he goes to the various groups you know around the haram whoever they were leaders prominent people have brave people 
all kinds. You know, the various gangs as you can say. He goes up to them and says, listen to me, listen to me, I'll tell you something. I have brought Iman, I believe in La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Anybody got any problem with me? Come and sort, come and come by me and sort you out. That was his spirit. Come, I'll sort you out. Anybody want to try me out? Anyone, nobody want to oppose me? Subhanallah. Look at that heart. The pleasure. I'm happy. I'm a Muslim. I'm happy with my Islam. I'm happy with Muhammad wasallam as my Rasul. And he's that spirit. Subhanallah. He goes up to them. Even when he's making hijrah. He goes up to them straight. He says, anybody wants to make their wives widows? Children often. Ajao maidan me. Come by me. I am going. Who wants to do anything about it? Kisi ko himmat nahi Nobody had the courage. But what we see from here is his spirit, is his heart, his love for his Islam, his love for his Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Likewise, Sa'ad bin Ma'az radiyallahu anhu, he was one of the prominent people of Medina Manawara. Look at him, look at him. He accepts Islam. Beautiful incident how he accepts Islam. But upon accepting Islam, you know what? I've got the truth. This is this religion, this belief is a source of my savior from the fire of Jahannam. I'm not selfish. I better save my entire clan. You go to the Ashal tribe, tell them, see here, what do you think of me? Well, you are our elder, you are our senior. Well, listen to me, I'm not going to talk to any of you until all of you don't accept Islam. One invitation, all of them brought Iman except one. The one that didn't bring Iman, he brings Iman at the time of Ohad. He brought, brings Iman there. He doesn't even perform one salah and he made shaheed. But look at that spirit. Again, see Saad bin Maaz radiallahu Again, his, his, that spirit in him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is going to Badr. He's sitting, he's discussing with the Sahaba, because now they are in a predicament, they are in a difficult situation, they were 313, they were going to attack the caravan of Abu Sufyan, plus minus about 40 of them. They were not an army, they were just those people that were travelers, traders, that attacked them. That was the plan. Suddenly the tables have changed, situation has changed, condition has changed. Those people have managed to escape. In the meantime, they sent a message to the people of Makkah, Mukarramah. We need reinforcement. They come out with an army. Sahaba 313, not even equipped, just a few swords with them, few spears with them. If you look at it, they had 70 camels and two horses between 317, 313. And on this side, thousand coming. Now, this is a real difficult situation. We are in a position here now. How are we going to handle this? Should we turn around? Should we remain? What should we do? 
So Rasulullah Sallam is now making mashura, consulting with the Sahaba. On one side, Nabi Sallam said, "What should we do?" So Hazrat Abu Bakr says, "Ya Rasulullah, whatever you say, we're ready. No problem. We are 313. Even if ill-equipped, no problem. We'll take them on. Thousand." Umar radiallahu anhu says the same thing. Mikdad bin Aswad radiallahu anhu then stands up and says, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is asking, what is up with Mashura? First time with Abu Bakr they spoke, then Umar radiallahu anhu spoke, then Mikdad bin Aswad radiallahu anhu. All these three Sahaba are from the people of Makkah, Mukarramah. They speaking. Only they speaking Sadaspa. Mikdad bin Aswad said, Ya Rasulullah, we are not like the Yahud. The Jews... When Nabi Musa Alaihissalam told them, let us go and attack the Amalekah tribe and we'll conquer them and Allah will give us victory and we'll be in Palestine. Let's go there. Allah has, has promised us victory. Let's go. He said, oh Musa, Idhab, Anta, Rabbuka, you and your Rabb go. We're sitting over here. We are not going to go. They were not prepared to fight. Subhanallah, Mikdad bin Aswad radiallahu anhu told, Ya Rasulullah, hum to tayyar halhaan mein. We are ready under all circumstances. You tell us, dive in the ocean, we're ready. Dive from the mountains, we're ready. We are ready for anything, we're not like the Yahud. Nabi Sassam smiled, Nabi Sassam gave him dua. Again, Nabi Sassam makes an announcement. Now, Saad bin Maaz radiallahu anhu, who is from the people of Madina Manora, the Ansar. He realizes that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is targeting them, wants to know from them. Why? You see, when they came to Makkah Mukarramah, and Nabi sallallahu gave the people of Madina Manora dawah towards Islam, they said they will assist Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in all circumstances and the, and the muhajir, the people of Makkah, will assist you that have come to us to seek refuge. We'll assist you full, whole, wholehearted, wholeheartedly and like how we look after our families in Medina Munawara. Now this is out of Medina Munawara. Now he wants to know what is their take on the matter. Will they still agree to assist? And they are the majority in this 313. The, Ansar, the, the Muhajir are few, the Ansar are, are much more. Are you all prepared? So Saad bin Maaz radiallahu anhu asked Rasulullah you look like you're referring to us. He said, yes. Oh Rasulullah, when we have brought Iman upon you, when we have accepted you as the Nabi of Allah, and we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can say, you can do as you want with us. We are your arrows, you can say. Wherever you tell us to go, you tell us to break treaty with somebody, we do it. You tell us break with somebody, we'll do it. You tell us join with somebody, you do. You want our wealth, you can take our wealth. What you take from us makes us, please us, please us more than what you leave behind. What a beautiful, eloquent speech that he gave. Habib wasallam was now happy. And Nabi wasallam said, now go, Allah will give us victory. That is why Saad bin Ma'az radiallahu anhu is known as the Siddiq of the Ansar. When they got to, to, the, to the field of Badr, look at his thinking. Ya Rasulullah, Saad bin Ma'az tells, let us make one shelter for you. 
We keep on fast horse for you. Just in case these enemies get the upper of you, you can quickly go and get reinforcement from Madinah Manawara. But we will be at your side. And he says, nobody going to get near my Nabi wasallam as long as I am by him. Look at his spirit. Look at his care for Rasulullah wasallam. Look at his love for Rasulullah This desire to build this shelter for Rasulullah wasallam became such a historic thing that today when you go to Badr, you find Masjid Arish. The masjid known as the Masjid of Shelter. In memory of Saad bin Maaz radiallahu who asked that I want to build a shelter for you Rasulullah so you can have a bird's eye view of the battle and you can guide us from there. What was it? That love, that spirit, that my Islam, my deen, I want, I love my deen, I will follow my deen completely, 100%, you know, the regard for the deen. This is an important aspect in our lives. Everything should be taken serious regarding our deen. Our marhum These are points that we now look into our practical lives. You know, he used to like cry, plead, say, you know, what a beautiful meaning. The dua of qunut is, Allahumma inna nasta'inuka wa nasta'gfiruka wa nu'minu bika wa natawakal alayk. That whole dua is such a beautiful dua. He says, he even got us at that time to translate it. May read it and know what you're reading. It's sad to say, but today if you ask the Hafizah, but you know what you're reading. Do you realize it's a dua? Do you know what a beautiful dua it is that you're asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It's just a ritual. It's just a routine. I go through the process, you know, I make the witr salah, I make Allah Akbar. Musallis also just don't know what they're reading. And khalas, and we're gone. How much has it affected me, impacted on me and on my life? It's just like, you know, by the way thing we do it. This is that concern. This is the object of the discussion. That our deen must become a reality in our lives and affect our lives in totality. It mustn't be just, you know, a ritual. Look at how, again an example of Sahaba radiallahu mean, how they were affected. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَإِن تُبْدُوا مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُفُوهُ يُحَاسِبُكُمْ بِهِ اللَّهِ This ayah was revealed that whatever you will conceal or whatever you will speak out whatever thoughts are in your heart or whatever you will speak out you will be taken to task in regards to that on the day of Qiyamah. Sahaba radiallahu anhu were affected. Hearing this ayat of the Quran, they were affected. What does this mean they were affected? They're asking, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you tell us, leave our homes, come to masjid, we're ready. Take a sacrifice our wealth, give it zakat, we're ready. You tell us to go in the path of Allah and give our lives, we're ready. 
But Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we are going to be taken to task for those involuntary thoughts that come to our heart. We don't control that. How am I going to be? How are we going to handle that one day? I'm going to be taken to task for that. You'll be, you'll be taken to account for that. They were now shocked. Subhanallah. Rasulullah tell them, are you going to be like what? The Yahud did when they said, Sami'na wa'asayna. We hear and we disobey. We hear and we disobey. Allah save us from that. Don't be like them who said we hear and we disobey. Say, Sami'na wa ata'na. We hear and we will obey. We hear and we'll obey. Khalas, Sami'na wa ata'na. They began to say, Sami'na wa ata'na. Sami'na wa ata'na. We hear and we obey. Even though it doesn't gel, we don't like, we, don't, like we find it hard to accept. But Ya Rasulullah, you have told us to say, Sami'na wa ta'ana, we hear and we obey, we hear and we obey, we hear and obey, as the hadith word come, until it became easy on their tongues. When it became easy on their tongues, Allah gives sahaba jazai khayl say, Ameen. Allah Ta'ala was so kind, so happy with them saying, Sami'na wa ta'ana, this ruku that Allah revealed, was only given to the Ummah of Habib Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Two angels came that had never come before. A door was open in the heavens that was never open and only given to the Ummah of Habib Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What a beautiful bounty, ni'mat Allah gave us. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to understand it. Say Ameen. To recognize it and realize it. You know, we read this dua. But it's ki haqiqat hame pata bhi nahi. We don't even know its reality. We don't even know its sweetness. We don't know, know its beauty. What a beautiful dua. Allah prescribed for us the ummah of Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Such a beautiful dua. You know, it is so beautiful. It is so great for us. The ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam specially being given this dua. When Allah says, has taught us to say this dua, Rabbana la tu'akhizna in nasina o akhta'ana. Rabbana la tu'akhizna. O Allah, don't take us to task. For those what we mistakes, for our wrongdoings, don't take us to task. You know the involuntary thoughts, However, whatever. Rabbana la ta'akhizna in nasina o akhtana. That's first part. Say ameen. Rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltu ala ladhina min qablina. O Allah, put not upon us a burden like you put about those before us. Make it easy for us. Rabbana wa la tuhammil alayna Rabbana la tuakhizna inna sina o akhtana Rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltu ala ladina Rabbana wa la tuhammilna ma la taqatalana bih Wallah, don't put such a burden upon us that we cannot handle 
We cannot endure. We cannot bear. Don't put something very heavy upon us. Hum to kamzor hai. We are weak. How important if we have to read this with concentration, understanding, talking to Allah. How important. What a beautiful dua. Don't put like how you put before us, to overlook our shortcomings. Don't put a burden like you put before. Don't put a burden that we cannot handle. Wa'fu anna, wa'gfillana, warhamna, anta maulana, fansurna al-qawmil kafirin. Overlook our wrongs. Wa'fu anna, wa'gfillana, forgive us. Warhamna ya Allah, have mercy upon us. Anta maulana, you are our protector. Fansurna ala al-qawmil kafirin, assist us against the nation of kuffar. Assist us. If we have to say it with a true yaqeen, belief, concentration, whatever issues that we are having, inshallah aziz, Allah will remove it. But what it is, today it's all a ritual. That's the fear. That's the object of the discussion. I have recited a hadith of Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. سَيَأَتِي عَلَى النَّاسِ الزَّمَانٌ لَا يَبْقَى مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ إِلَّا إِسْمُهُ وَلَا مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ إِلَّا رَسْمُهُ أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام اَكْزَمَانَا إِسَا آئَيَغَا A time will come when Islam will only be by name. Islam will only be by name. And the Quran will only be a ritual. If you ponder over this, this is what we are seeing today and Allah make us mark and this is the object that we do not fall in that trap. Islam is only by name. How do you recognize that person, his house is, how he's a Muslim, maybe he'll have an Islamic frame there. He'll have an Islamic frame over there. Maybe it's Ayatul Kursi, but he won't even read it to. Even with all that in the house, he'll be swearing in the house, he will be disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Islam will be only by name. Allah ma'afirma, Allah forgive. She, she will have a beautiful name. Like the name of Sayyidatina Aisha radiallahu anha. The daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who desired to be buried at night and not in the day so that the people cannot even see the shape of her body. That was Aish Fatima radiallahu anha. But today when we see a sister who has that name, you won't even say she's a Muslimah. Look at her dressing. Even in the month of Ramadan, they're revealing the entire shape of their bodies. Yet when she passed away, then we say, instead of three kafan for the men, she's a lady, we must put five kafan, and when we're burying, we must put that, you know, canvas and put her from underneath. No man must see her. Or now when she's dead, must do it. When she's alive, must, it's okay. Go and give this message to the sisters. Allah karay that they open their brains. Daily, it's something to say. Why? Isn't Islam has become just by name? Things are called Islamic. 
but there is no Islam in them. It can be an institute, it can be an organization, they call them Islam. But when you look in haqiqat, in reality, there is no Islam in these people. They are aping the voyages of kuffar totally. Everything, all un-Islamic things are taking place. But they'll call it Islamic. Islamic. سَيَأْتِي عَلَى النَّاسِ الزَّمَانُ لَا يَبْقَى مِنْ الْإِسْلَامِ إِلَّا إِسْمُهُ وَلَا مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ إِلَّا رَسْمُهُ And the Qur'an will only be, you know, a ritual. Half a sub will read Qur'an in Ramadan. By where are you after Ramadan? You want to keep a beard only in Ramadan? By likewise, by Allah shukar, Allah giving you tawfiq to be in atikaf. What about after Ramadan? Like mashallah, you are in the first saf now, keep it up after Ramadan. Now you're making tilawat, keep it up after Ramadan. It's not that we, I'm a Musliman only in the month of Ramadan. This is the cry, this is the concern. This deen is not a ritual. It must be the haqiqat. It must touch us. It must affect us. Every ayat of the Quran and Karim should be touching us. Respected elders, if we have the haqiqat and we make an effort on it and recognize it and benefit, we'll be able to benefit from it. You know, respected brothers, take for example, if we have to only understand the sweetness, the beauty of just Surah Al-Fatiha, Allah is talking to you. And Allah is answering to you. Like the hadith of Rasulullah comes when he says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Hamidani Abdi. Allah says, My servant has praised me. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Wasna alayhi Abdi. My servant has, has glorified me. My servant has exalted me. Allah says, that is between me and my servant. And whatever my servant will ask, I will give him. Now if you read that, now you're saying, اِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Allah, guide us on the straight path. At that moment in your heart, and you say, Ya Allah, give that person, wherever he is, wherever whatever sin he is, whoever is far from the masjid, whoever is breaking the command of Allah, give them all hidayah. Because you say, Think about it in that way. Have it with that feeling. Not that we just go through it, and you know, we don't even know what we're reading, and you just carry on. Everything is supposed to touch us. Supposed to affect us. Every ayat, every hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu are supposed to have an impact on us. So my respected elders and brothers, this is where we have to do some soul searching within ourselves. I heard a hadith. For example, the virtue of performing my salah in the first saf. Rasulullah sallallahu said, you should prepare for salah long before. Those that perform the salah in the first saf, if they knew the virtue, they would draw lots because they'll be fighting for it. Hey, no, I want to read my salah in the first sub. Jobiho, Jaysabiho, I'm going to come early. This is the virtue. If I sleep with wuzu every night, then my soul is making 
uh, sajda and the arsh of Allah, by the arsh of Allah Ta'ala, if I wake up in the night, then whatever dua I make that part of the night is accepted. While I'm turning in my sleep, the angels are making dua in maghfirat. Achha, so important, so beneficial. Nay, I'm going to sleep every night for the rest of my life with wuzu. Now that person has taken deen serious. In every angle of our life, every aspect of our life. You know, I heard this now. Moana said that a woman without modesty is like, so, is like food without salt. She is tasteless. Go home. Tell our daughters. Tell our sisters. Tell our ladies, wives. Arey, wives, no more you're going to dress up like this. Become modest. Have haya in y'all. Even today when we look at even the type of cloaks that they wear. It's all stylish. The cloak was there so that they don't look at the woman, but the way they make the cloak that you want to look more. Tight-fitting. What do you call it? Branded names. Astaghfirullah. Cloaks, abayas, that's how it is. It's all a ritual. Half Muslim, half non-Muslim, many of them. They come to the masjid, they wear the kurta on the day of the wedding. Then they go to the hall, they're wearing some suit. Right? Half Muslim, half not Muslim. Something going to do Islam, more masjid for the masjid, we may wear kurta. Thereafter, the rest of the thing is something else. Are we true Muslims? Are we sincere in our belief? Allah Kala, give us haqiqat, hidayat, understanding, say ameen. Wa alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وصحابه بارك وسلم يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزاكم محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم هنا اللهم انك عفو كريم تحب العفو عنا يا كريم يا غفار اغفر امه حبيبك صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ارحم الراحمين ارحم امه رحمه للعالمين صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ردنا الى ديننا ردا جميلا اللهم وفقنا وفق جميع محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بالتوبه النصوحه يا ارحم الراحمين اعوذ بك من جهد البلاء ودرق الشقاء وسوء القضاء وشماته العاده ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنه للقوم الظالمين ونجنا ونجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقتنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين انت مولانا نعم المولى ونعم الوكيل نعم المولى ونعم النصير فانصرنا على القوم الظالمين فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعانك من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العظيم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم آمين بفضل سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون السلام والعمس الحمد لله رب العالمين